This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's the Attorney General of the great state of Missouri. It's Andrew Bailey. Andrew, how you doing? Good to see you. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, you're very welcome. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I love the tweets that you're doing every day. I love that you stand up for freedom and liberty. I love that you love the Constitution. And the Constitution is really, really in question right now. And I'm kind of glad that it is because I think the Supreme Court should make the decision that the document still means something. Before we get into all that, let me start with the news of the day. President Trump today was found to not have immunity by some D.C. circuit judge or something, uh, which, of course, is ridiculous. You know, Andrew, I kind of like that these cases are going through D.C., and through New York, because it exposes how completely biased some of the court systems are in this country. Clearly, the president has presidential immunity for the decisions he makes while in office. That's that's longstanding um, um, law history. And this will go to the Supreme yeah. Court now. But what did you think when you heard about this decision today? Well, it's one more example of the two-tiered system of justice. And you're absolutely right. If you're uh, in New York or California or uh, the D.C. Circuit, I mean, you're going to get a raw deal if you have a an R next to your name. And certainly they hate President Trump. Uh, they yes. hate that he's a political hero to w- large swaths of America, flyover America, as they call it, like here in Missouri. And so they're going to do everything they can to uh, take him out. And they're weaponizing the government to do it. It's shameful. But I would point out that you're absolutely right. The Constitution still means something. And if the president was not impeached for that behavior, how then can he be taken to court for that behavior? And that's the whole argument that's being made here. He's immune for prosecution for what he did while he was in office. And if he wasn't, then why wouldn't political opponents just wait for their uh, enemies to get out of office and then prosecute them for whatever they did in office? And I think a a prime example that I know you and I have talked about is uh, President Obama for his failed Fast and Furious policy that armed the cartels at the southern border. I mean, why aren't we uh, charging President Obama with a criminal conspiracy to aid and abet the enemies of this nation in their uh, human trafficking and drug smuggling? So that, that kind of points out to the harm and, and the double standard. Well, without a doubt, in Fast and Furious, they tried to blow that off saying that it was wide receiver left over from Bush. That's not true. It was a brand new system that they put in place. Eric Holder did it. We bought our, our agents bought guns here, smuggled them into Mexico, and they ended up killing federal agents. Jaime Zapata was killed with one of those guns. Brian Terry was killed with one of, with one of those guns. And nobody was held accountable. When Eric Holder was called into Congress, he said, I'm not going to testify. I threw it away. I don't, I don't have that memo anymore. And they, and he got presidential protection by Obama at the time about this case and even even more recent couldn't we bring up joe biden on charges that he he led to the deaths of 13 military members by botching the the withdrawal of from afghanistan i mean we can go down this rabbit hole if they want do they really want to do this yeah or uh, president uh, biden's uh, perversion of the parole process yes and his creation of what he's called a legal pathways program for illegal criminal aliens to basically get on an app in their home country say oh i've got a sponsor in the united states of america 
sign up on that app and then be allowed lawful entry into our country with no vetting? I mean, what the uh, media has, the, the, the Fox News, at least, and some other media outlets have reported is that this has essentially led to an increase in child trafficking and human trafficking into the United States of America because uh, the, the Biden administration has uh, essentially become a willing participant by allowing sponsors who are unrelated to the child to then take custody of the child here in the United States right. of America. So why isn't he being charged with that criminal offense? Again, this is a slippery slope, and I'm amazed that the, the Democrats don't have the foresight to see how dangerous this is for them. This will boomerang, and it won't be pretty. Seventy to 100,000 dead Americans every year by fentanyl. Maybe Joe Biden's aiding and abetting the cartels getting it in. Maybe he's aiding and abetting our enemy in China. You're right. There is a slippery slope here that they will not be able to come back from if, in fact, this sets precedent. But I think you and I both know the Supreme Court is going to say, well, of course, he's got presidential immunity unless it's a high crime and misdemeanor that he's removed for. Yeah, that's right. I mean, again, the the remedy for uh, punishing a president who behaves unlawfully while in office is impeachment. The Constitution gives that. Is, there's a textually demonstrable commitment for holding a presidential account president accountable for wrongdoing that's given to Congress. And there's a process. There's an indictment process where articles of impeachment are brought before the House. There's a uh, the, the House then refers them to the Senate for a trial, and there's a trial on the matter. So due process is built into that system, and it has nothing to do with the Article Three judiciary. Follow him over on X. He posts every single day. Great stuff. Very pro-America. It is uh, the Attorney General of the great state of Missouri, Andrew Bailey. Uh, one last question on that. You might not know the answer. Is there a mechanism by which we can remove a judge that clearly doesn't understand the law? Yeah, there are our impeachment proceedings against judges. It is rare. It has happened in this nation's history. Uh, thankfully, it's rare. But I think it's something we've got to, to you know, kind of shake the dust off of and relook. Um, especially when you look at Article Three judges of the federal system. I mean, these folks are appointed for life. Right. Uh, they are insulated from any kind of uh, you know pay decrease or any other kind of punishment. And so, um, yeah, if impeachment is the sole remedy for a lawless judge, and when you see repeatedly uh, judges like, for instance, in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals who uh, refuse to apply longstanding precedent handed down by the highest court in the land, the United States Supreme Court, then the, the case begins to become clearer that actions needed to be taken. A.G. Uh, Andrew Bailey, let's talk about the Constitution in Texas and the border. You and I have talked about Article 4, Section 4. It clearly says, one, we're going to make sure that there's always a Republican form of government. In other words, you can't have a monarch or a dictator in an individual state. Yeah. And the it second part, power. right, and the second part absolutely guarantees the federal government will protect a state from invasion. Most people aren't talking about Article 1, Section 10, though, that does enumerate that the states can protect itself from an invasion. Why is there any question here? Those on the left want us to believe it's got to be a foreign government or foreign army or armed uh, military that's doing an invasion. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing. It is. I mean, right, what we know right. is armed enemies of the United States of America, to be, include individuals on the terror watch list, have been caught and released into this country. We know that it's not just immigrants from uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, and Mexico right. that are coming to the United States. If you look at immigration 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was migrant workers that came here for seasonal work, and they took their wages home with them, and everyone kind of tolerated that under our, our scheme. But what is yes. going on now is absolutely a wholesale in, uh, invasion. There are Middle Easterners, uh, Chinese communists. I mean, again, these are foreign nationals who are uh, from co countries that are clearly the enemies of the United States of America that are being allowed into this country because the Biden administration has hung an open sign at our southern border. They've done that by refusing to enforce the law that is on the books and by perverting the law 
to, again, create uh, migration pathways that don't exist, essentially new visa programs that aren't authorized in statute. Congress gets to decide who can come into this country, and they do it in statute. If the president is refusing to enforce the statutes, then he's got to be held accountable. Missouri's done that in three different ways by filing three different lawsuits to declare illegal his uh, legal pathways rule, to declare is illegal his uh, perversion of the parole process to essentially create a new visa program. And first and foremost, to force him to build the border wall. Congress appropriated the money to finish building President Trump's border wall. And they did that in 2020. And President Biden, on day one in office, signed an executive order saying uh, border walls don't work. Well, that's kind of ironic seeing as how when he was in the United States Senate, he voted in 2006 for the Secure Fence Act. Right. So he's now changed his policy position and is refusing to uh, abide by the appropriations command uh, provided by Congress. And so that justifies impeachment of Secretary America. Secretary America should not have taken that job and sworn an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the people of the United States and to enforce the laws if he didn't intend to comply with the fiscal year 2020 appropriations bill that requires him to finish building the border wall. I am proud to see the House moving forward with impeachment. They've got to get that done. And I don't care that what comes next might be worse, then they'll have to impeach him too. But it's about enforcing the rule of law and adding credibility to our system by holding wrongdoers accountable. Do you know what the argument is from the Biden administration that Texas is wrong? Now, this whole, the, the injunction thing in the Supreme Court was not a, really a loss for Texas. It just said that they couldn't stop the DHS from cutting razor wire. Texas yeah. is dropping down twice as much wire as they take away, so that's not really going to affect anything. But the Supreme Court has to decide. It's in the Fifth Circuit right now. The Supreme Court has to decide if Texas has the right to stop this invasion. What is the argument from Biden? We have the right to make you... St- uh, take an invasion? What, I don't understand what, why they think they have a legal leg to stand on. Yeah, they, they don't. And that's the problem where the federal government is failing to defend the states. The states can stand up and defend themselves. And I'm proud to see that, uh, you know, I know the governor here in Missouri was just down in Texas with Governor Abbott to tour the border and uh, see firsthand what's going on. Uh, you know, obviously, this is an, an issue that we filed amicus briefs on time and time again because we support Texas's ability to defend themselves. Because look, they, the immigrants that illegally cross our border don't stay in Texas. They come to places like Missouri. Right. And that puts enormous pressure not only on our systems, but it also uh, has increased the fentanyl trafficking and the human trafficking. We had more than 1,500 deaths in a single year in Missouri from fentanyl exposure, 43 innocent children that died from uh, fentanyl poisoning from uh, accidental exposure to fentanyl, 1,100 incidences of reported human trafficking, making Missouri the fourth, fourth worst state for human trafficking in our nation. This is a wow. deplorable condition that's created because of President Biden's refusal to enforce the law at the border. And if he's not going to do it, then we're going to stand with Texas while they do it. By the way, you're right. He did sign the executive order to stop the border wall, but he also signed an executive order to get rid of Title 42, get rid of stay in Mexico. He undid all the policies that were working. The yes. President Trump should not have had to make those executive orders to push those policies. So to that end, the House of Representatives did H.R. 2 a year ago. H.R. 2 really codified everything that President Trump did policy-wise, and they sent it to the Senate, and the Senate sat on it. Now, Biden, this is the game. Just today, he said, if, if the House doesn't pass this bipartisan bill we just gave them which is amnesty basically and five thousand day can come in without any any sort of problem then it's going to be on the shoulders of the MAGA republicans and on donald trump so he's trying to tell the guy who closed the border and did it through policy that it's his fault that biden opened the border andrew can this work for them politically i i don't see how uh you know and i would point out that how dare president biden hold the rest of us hostage when again children are dying from accidental fentanyl exposure. Americans, Missourians are dying from fentanyl exposure. There's uh, increased human trafficking at an astronomical rate. 
And President Biden should have to answer to all of the family members of the victims who have died or who are incapacitated or who are currently enslaved because of this human trafficking crisis that he's created because of our southern border. And you're right. President Trump used the laws that have been on the books in the past 40 years and reduced illegal border crossings by more than 90 percent. It's not rocket science. Enforce the laws that are on the books. But this is kind of the playbook from the left. And Biden's going down the same primrose path where he says, look. I'm not going to enforce the laws. I'm going to create a huge problem by my refusal to enforce the laws and then hold you hostage and demand that you pass new laws that I like better. Why would we cave to that demand? You can't negotiate with people. And by the way, it's $118 billion in that law and $60 billion goes to Ukraine. I don't know. Listen, I wasn't a geography major, but I don't think Ukraine's on our southern border. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. It's Andrew Bailey. He's the attorney general of the great state of Missouri. Let's get an update on Missouri v. Biden. I I heard there was some sort of a ruling last week or something that that basically said we're going to put the we're going to stay this until we get a result in the case. In other words, right now, the federal government could contact Elon Musk and tell him what to do on X right now. But you're trying to stop that for good. Is this in the Supreme Court now? And are you going to argue it? It is in the United States Supreme Court. Thankfully, I believe that Elon Musk would tell the government to pound sand. (laughs) Protecting the last bastion of free speech on big tech social media platforms. It's the rest of the wrongdoers that I'm concerned about. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they welcome this relationship of coercion and collusion. But when they change their censorship algorithms to silence conservative voices, to stifle debate, it was done to satisfy the demands of the federal government. That has been proven in court. There's no question about those facts. Those facts are locked in now. But we are at the United States Supreme Court. The injunction has been stayed. It's an administrative stay. And I believe that stay will be lifted. And that nationwide injunction, that first brick in the wall wall of separation between tech and state, will go back in place when we prevail at the United States Supreme Court. We're there for an oral argument. On March 18th, I will be at council table. Uh, we're currently ironing out who is going to argue that case. But I tell you, we've got great partners in the state of Louisiana. And my colleague, Attorney General Liz Merle, and I are in constant contact uh, in this case. And we've got a great team assembled to argue it. And we are going to bring home a win. Let me make clear. We have won at the district court level. We successfully defended the injunction twice at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The score is Missouri 3, Biden 0 in the fight for free speech. We're going to go to the Super Bowl in March. We're going to bring home the win. I love it. It is uh, Andrew Bailey, the Attorney General, great state of Missouri. Let me give you an anecdote about my page on Facebook that might be helpful, might not be. It's going to sound self-serving, but it's a true story. Um, I have, have 385,000 on Facebook, right? I've had that for more than five or six years now. Not one new follower ever follows. And I was put in the, in the, in the doghouse or the jail or whatever it is by, I believe, actors in the Hillary Clinton campaign and maybe the Biden campaign later because I interviewed Mike Lindell and I interviewed Rudy Giuliani. And I dared put those two interviews up on Facebook. Facebook since then has not let me gain any followers. And when I post something to almost 400,000 followers, I get maybe two likes and two shares. So clearly the algorithm is still keeping people like me down. I just did the job of, of an interviewer and they didn't like who I interviewed and they punished me for it. If we should get a good ruling, the proper ruling in this case. Could a a flag like that on my account be lifted, or is that something that I would have to do individually? Well, let me say a couple things. Number one, again, we have got to build that wall of separation between tech and prevent this kind of thing in the future, because the censorship enterprise that has silenced or stifled so many conservative voices is not always just uh, kicking them off the platform. It is de-emphasizing, it's shadow banning, it's preventing growth of their uh, followers. And look, it doesn't just harm the speakers, it harms the listeners as well. And there's self-censored going on. There are less people that are willing to talk about COVID issues or President Donald Trump or election security issues, right. election integrity issues on big tech because they're afraid of being booted off. So the harm is, is, is ongoing. 
But when we win at the United States Supreme Court, and that first brick in the wall is, is laid in the uh, separation between tech and state, we're going to continue to build that wall out because we're going to go back to the district court. We got 20,000 pages of documents, numerous depositions, preliminary discovery to obtain a preliminary injunction. We are not finished yet. We will get into merits discovery and we'll root out to the ends of the earth this vast censorship enterprise and put an end to it once and for all using the discovery process. And we'll hold people in contempt of court if they're violating the court order. And at some point, we'll probably go back to Congress and say, hey, it's time to appoint uh, you know, inspector general to monitor compliance with the court's order. But we can do a lot of that ourselves through the discovery process to correct some of these wrongs that we've suffered under for too long. Well, I got to tell you, I think what you said really nailed it. I think people look at it saying, hey, if a nationally syndicated guy like this can be shut down, they're definitely going to shut me down. I'm not going to talk about Rudy. I'm not going to talk about the election. I'm not going to talk about hydroxychloroquine. And, and it really has worked. It's worked as a scare tactic more broadly because they went after bigger accounts and did what they did. I'm looking forward to a win in the Supreme Court. It's Andrew Bailey, uh, the Missouri Attorney General. Quickly, if you don't mind, I don't know this case, NRA versus bully free speech. What is this? Yeah, look, there are several cases right now that uh, touch and concern both the First Amendment right to right. Uh, free speech and the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. We see too often that uh, blue state attorneys general and uh, uh, liberal activists are applying corporate pressure campaigns against anyone that will do business with the NRA, trying to violate the NRA's First Amendment right, right. and ultimately harm our Second Amendment right. And so we've joined in litigation to try to defend uh, the NRA in so many of these different cases, and we, we're seeing too many of them. And again, it's a weaponization of the government by the left to attack political opponents, and they're using corporate America too often to achieve that objective. We've got to use red state uh, laws on the books in red states to fight back. We're doing that in the state of Missouri. You see that with our action against the Media Matters uh, yes. 501c3. This is a radical, progressive, not-for-profit organization that's tried to destroy X by applying a corporate pressure campaign. And they want to do it. They hate X because they can't control it because there isn't censorship on X. Uh, they want to take X away because, again, they want to stifle any voices in dissent. We can't let that happen to X. We can't let that happen to the NRA, and we'll continue to use the tools at our disposal to fight back. Missouri is very lucky to have you. We're very lucky to have you here in the United States fighting for all of our rights. It's Andrew Bailey. He's the, uh, the Attorney General, the great state of Missouri. Thanks for making time today. Let's do it again very soon, okay? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Talk real soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. For those who are wondering, that interview was done before the results on Mayorkas was in. We've outlined exactly what happened in the House of Representatives. Carrie, i got to tell you, I think I'm going to call it the hour of power. That was a busy hour. There you hour. go. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can you do the last hour? I'm just going to take a nap. No, no. They want you to, I'm well, sure. Well, why not? No, uh, no. the people Your emailed me during that interview. Show. We want more Carrie. No, 
no, no, no. I want more Joe Pags, more border talk. I don't think so. We've got a lot more to talk about because, uh, again, they failed to impeach Mayorkas, but it's not over. There are a couple of pieces, a couple of Republicans that had they been there, it would have changed the outcome, certainly. We'll talk about that a little bit after the top of the hour and a whole lot more. Uh, do not touch that dial. Also, Drew Allen next hour on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.